Hello and welcome to the Mental Sweet Spot Podcast, where we share stories, tips, and strategies for coaching the mental game of softball. I'm Melanie Rushing, and I'll be joined shortly by Alicia Smith and a double special guest because he'll be joining our boot camp this Sunday. You may already know who this is, but I'm going to give you some hints anyway. He's one of the rare coaches to be with the program since its inception, and an even rarer specimen when you know their accomplishments. Over 1,100 wins and a win percentage of 768, we made it to the NCAA tournament 21 out of 24 seasons, 12 of which they went all the way to the World Series. Oh, and they can claim the title of national champion. Need one more hint? Dancing in the rain. Got it? But before we get to our guests, another quick reminder about our upcoming Culture Bootcamp. It starts on Sunday, and this could be the last one we host in 2020. So if you want to get a jump start on your team's culture this season, learn more at culturebootcamp.com. Okay, let's do this thing. It is my pleasure to welcome from the University of Alabama, Coach Patrick Murphy. Welcome, Coach. Well, thanks for having me. I apologize it's taken forever to get on here, but um, I'm looking forward to today. That's okay. We're really excited to have you too, Coach. So we'll go ahead and get started. How would you describe the culture of your program at Alabama? I think it starts uh, with the person, definitely. And if you come into our facility outside of our, um, our batting cage, there's a door, you get into the batting cage, and then there's a hallway to our clubhouse. And above the uh, hallway is um, two words, and the first one is person, and it's bolded in big caps. And then there's a line, and then underneath it, in um, lowercase and not bolded, athlete. And we tell them that from the very beginning when we recruit them, we tell the parents that, that it will always be about the person first and the athlete second. And I think if you can really, really accomplish that, and it's, it can't be just a sign on a wall. It has to be a daily, weekly, monthly, um, you know, thing that you do with your young ladies because then eventually they're going to believe that. But if you only say it once or you put it on a wall, it becomes a poster like in a gymnasium or something, you walk by it and you never see it. So we try to reiterate that a lot. And then, you know, by the time they graduate, they really feel a part of a family and that's what we want. So I'd say our main um, culture is person first, athlete second. I love that. And the longer I do this, you realize you have to know the person to help the athlete anyway. So might as well start there. Do you have any examples of how that really helped you bring a player along, knowing them as a person? Well, I think sometimes, you know, college is, you know, that's where you learn all about yourself. It's very formative years. Um, and people are going to mess up. You know, it's just the facts. College is you're probably going to screw up either on the field, off the field, somehow, some way. And, you know, I, I, frequent this as well with the team and you know I'm going to say yeah you're going to screw up we're all going to make mistakes and we're going to learn from it you know we'll grow from it but it's okay to make a mistake and we talk because I think if you if you're afraid of screwing up you're not going to play your best either so on or off the field we're going to learn from it and I think with today's society there's this mob mentality of you know, if somebody messes up, breaks a rule, whatever, there's just this overwhelming feeling of what are you going to do? You know, how are you going to punish them? And I just think, I, I just don't agree with that. And I'm learning from 
the best college football coach in the country and I'm sitting in my office right now and I can look across the street about 100 feet is where uh, Coach Saban's office is. And, you know, I've, I've learned from him over the last 10, 11 years. And that's really, really beneficial for me and my staff to be a spring sport because I literally read, watch, listen to everything he says from July until national championship. Um, and they go through a lot, you know. So I think it, as a softball coach or program, pick somebody out in the fall that you respect and you can learn from what their team goes through, what their athletes are going through, and what their coaching staff goes through. Oh, I think you, that's an, an amazing point. And I, I wish I have taken more time in my career to do something like that. Cause I, I feel like as coaches, we're always so busy, right? We're always so busy with all the things that we feel like we have to do. Uh, even though we are very, and on this podcast, a lot of people talk about personal development, right? And doing these types of things, going to the coaches clinics. But I think that uh, that idea in itself is just, it's outstanding because you can really learn from so many different people and they don't, and they don't have to coach softball because coaching is coaching. Right. And I think that if you take that upon yourself to really, find someone. I mean, you have an amazing example, right? But I think it's just the fact that you're, you're willing to seek somebody out is awesome. Yeah. And I, um, I think on the same point, you know, at a high school, there's probably somebody at every high school that has been very successful, has been there for a while, that doesn't coach your sport that you can learn from. Mm -hmm. And most coaches are teachers, so they want to help people. And I think one of the most underused, I guess, I don't know if that's the right word, but um, avenues of learning is either just emailing or picking up the phone and calling a coach and just say, do you got five minutes for me? I got a question. This is what's going on in my school. And, you know, almost every time I speak or at a clinic, you know, for sure I give my email, but I also give my cell phone number where if people have issues or questions or whatever, I want them to ask. And because I'm right now, I'm at the point in my career where I, I just, I want to give everything away. You know, there's, there's not a, um, I want everybody else to learn what I've learned, um, what I've gone through and I don't want to just give it away. So hopefully we can do a little bit of that today. I agree. And I think that's what's so awesome about the softball community, right? Cause I've been to many coaches clinics. So the, the national convention, you know, the NFCA, the Michigan High School Coaches Association, and the softball community is just so willing to share, uh, especially with coaches like yourselves that, that have done it all, right, and, and been at the, the peak of your, of your career from, the, from an outcome standpoint, but also just you're so well respected, and I think that that's what's so great about, you know, Coach Alameda as well, Coach Hutch, any, anyone that we talk to, uh, it doesn't really matter. They're just so willing to share. And I think that that's what's so special about our sport. And I know from, from being a high school coach to some others speaking for everyone, we really appreciate you know, everything you do for the sport as well, because people really do notice that coach. So thank you for that. Awesome. Um, I did have a little bit of a follow-up question too. Uh, my team read this book, uh, finished it. I'm sure you're very aware of this one, um, which was an awesome book this spring. We read it and I think uh, my leadership council actually is the one that, that read this and we talked a lot about um, what they can learn from from it so in it it talked a lot about your culture clearly and all of the, some of the things that that you have done over the years to kind of really help that could you talk about maybe one or two of the things that uh, you guys do on a consistent basis that really helps kind of 
you know, promote that culture every day. Well, Cassie Riley Bosha, um, she's the author of that book, Finished It, and just one of the greatest kids I've ever been around. You guys would absolutely love her. She would be really good on your podcast as well, and I could help you with that. But Please. <laughs> um, she's also, she would also be a great person on any Zoom for any team, and uh, no is not in her vocabulary, so she would probably do it. Uh, just a great young lady. Um, I guess there'd probably be a couple things. Um, one is uh, we talk about intangibles a lot in our program. And one question that I ask of every recruit when they come for a visit is, do you know what an intangible is? And for, you know, every now and then, like I had one young lady gave me the best definition. I was like, wow, you know, perfect. But some are like, yeah, I kind of heard of it. And so I explain it and and then I tell them that, you know, we can see that you can throw, that you can run, that you can hit, you know, your four tool, your five tool athlete. You can walk past this field and see that you're a hell of an athlete. You can hit. But what I can't see is what's inside you. That's what I want to know. I want to know when the shit hits the fan, what am I going to get out of you? what type of intangible will you bring to our family if you come here? And it's one of the coolest moments of a recruiting visit because literally the kid is sitting on a couch and mom is on one side and dad is on the other. And every now and then when, when mom or dad want to talk a lot, I have to say in a very polite, politically correct way, she's going to play for me. You guys aren't. So let her answer. Um, and they, you know, yes, sir, if they understand. So, but when I asked that question, the immediate response of both parents, they, they turn and look directly at their daughter, like, what are you going to say? You know, and it's just like, they're just as invested in the answer as I am. And you guys, there's some kids that I literally get up and give a big hug because the answer has been, wow. I like, like, I want you on my team like right now. And then, you know, there's sometimes so not so good. And, you know, that's, and then when they get there, we have something called intangible week and we go over it again, explain it to everybody. And then I'm going to say Thursday at practice, I'm going to ask for what intangible will you bring to the team this year? So everybody on the team has like four or five days because it's not a decision. Like if I would have said to both of you right now, Mel, what are you going to bring to, you know, this podcast? Well, you have no time to think about it. And I want it to be a thoughtful because I'm going to hold you accountable because if you say this is going to be your intangible, it better damn well better be your intangible, right? So let's say it's Thursday. We come back. We have a classroom at our facility. We sit down and I say, okay, and I got a big piece of uh, legal pad. I've got my marker and we literally go around the room and everybody says out loud what their intangible is going to be. And then when everybody's done, I paraphrase and I say, Alicia, this is going to, is this what you said? And then you have an opportunity to say, yep, that's it. You got it. Then the next day I do it again because sometimes they have a 24 hours to think about it and maybe they didn't say it the right way or whatever. Um, and then I'll go through it again. And then on Sunday is usually a day that we scrimmage in the fall. Before we scrimmage, I'll have them on a big poster board 
and I'll give them one more chance to edit. And then they can either, they can walk up with the magic marker and maybe cross out a word or whatever they want. But then that's it. And then we make a, a big poster board and it's, it's a really nice, you know, pretty um, poster. And we either put it in the locker room on the bulletin board or somewhere in the facility that they can see it. Well, every now and then, again, I want to bring it back and I'll, out of the blue, I'll have it in front of me in the classroom. And we'll literally go through every kid on the team, we'll read it out loud, and then I'll say to everybody on the team, is Mel doing what she said she was gonna do? And then everybody has to say yes or no, and we hold them accountable. And really the only time, shoot, for the past, I don't know how many years, um, I had to bring a kid, kid in and, and you know, I'm, I'm sure, I don't remember what the situation was, but she, it was kind of like the exact opposite of what she said she was gonna bring to the table. And I'm like, wait a minute here, you know, this doesn't jive with what you're doing. And we had a long talk and um, cleared up. So that was, it's just a, it's a cool way. And none of the intangibles are, I'm gonna bat 400. It's all behavioral, it's all character, it's leadership. It's being a good teammate. You know, like I'll give you an example, Jackie Trena, and it was the year we won the national championship, actually. Hers was, and if you knew Jackie, you knew it would be perfect for her. When, when, and she used this, this quote, because I've already said it, and I apologize, but when the shit hits the fan, I'm going to bring a calming, cool, positive um, attitude to the infield. Okay? 100% did it. And I don't know if you remember in the national championship, in the last inning, she gives up a bomb and she turned around to her infield and she had this big smile on her face. That was perfect Jackie Trina. You know, some coaches probably sitting at home are saying, what the heck, she just gave up a bomb and she's smiling. No, if you knew your kid, you would know that that's how she's gonna deal with it. And she did that. You know, we had another young lady, uh, Olivia Gibson was her name. and. Her intangible was, I'm gonna bring extreme joy in everything I do to this program. 100% yes, you know? So I love that week. Um, and then we, we have so many uh, team building things, but one of our favorites uh, over the years and, and teams included, the young ladies, is uh, affirmation week. And um, affirmation is, you know, you're telling um, somebody that you, a positive characteristic that you love about that person. And it's a lot deeper than a compliment. A compliment is almost superficial to me. You can say, Mel, your hair looks great today. Okay, that's a compliment. An affirmation is, Mel, I love the way you practice every single day. You go harder than anybody on the team. No ball drops before you lay out. If I had 10 of you on my team, we'd win the national championship every year. That's an affirmation, okay? So we explained to the team what a positive affirmation really looks like, sounds like, and actually feels like. And then uh, we bring it up and we kind of surprise them. And you can do this with your teams. If there's any coaches out there, this is one of the, the most requested things that I get is tell us about affirmation week. Um, so you explain to your team what an affirmation is. And then you bring out popcorn bags or brown paper sacks, and you can get 200 for two bucks at Walmart or, or Target. You know, it's the best two bucks you'll ever spend as a coach. And then 
I literally pop the bag in front of everybody in the team room and I say, this is not a brown paper bag. This is now an affirmation bag, okay? And it's gonna change our season. And then everybody gets one. We hand it out to the team, coaches, trainers, managers included. So everybody that touches the program gets one. The strength coach, our secretary, our director of ops, our nutrition guy, the field crew, everybody. Because we want to have an attitude of gratitude in everything we do. And then I bring out uh, typing paper and we tear it into scraps and we have two tables in our clubhouse. We also have a windowsill that stretches probably 20 feet, 25 feet. Well, when everybody decorates their affirmation bag, <clears throat> they take it out to the windowsill and they put it on this counter. So for a week, everybody can see the bags lined up. And then on the two tables right next to the windowsill are um, the scraps of paper. Throughout the week, you can, but you don't have to, write a positive affirmation for everybody on the, uh, on the team. You don't have to sign it. You can if you want. So at the end of the week, and we usually say, let's say it's Sunday, and there's two rules. Once the affirmation week is done, you can't peek in your bag. It's not Christmas. You can't unwrap that present and you know see what you got. And then the second thing is you take your bag, and the only time that you can read it is once you get into your car. So we don't want them reading in the clubhouse around people. I want it to be a personal experience and an, and an individual experience. So what happens if you guys follow me on Twitter or follow the program is I'll tweet something about okay, affirmation week. And the people that have been following us for years knows exactly what's about to happen. And one player one year, she had opened up her bag and read, you know, it could be 32 positive warm hugs because that's what it really feels like when you get a, a good affirmation. You feel like somebody's giving you a good hug. Well, she had spread her affirmations all over her dashboard in her car. She was still in the parking lot. You know, it's, it's 100 yards from the softball stadium, and she couldn't wait. And then she took a picture, and she tweeted, and she said, I love my teammates. I am affirmed. Okay. Well, the responses started to come. And we had a young man who was a student trainer, and we only get him for a semester. That's the only thing I don't like about, because I usually, you know, we fall in love with these kids and we want them for the whole year, but it's only a semester. Well, this one, one kid, uh, his name was Caleb Beasy, and he was from a small town in Alabama, and I'll never forget, it's called Slap Out. And that's a city in Alabama, believe it or not. And he was a trainer that semester, so he got to partake in it. And it was a while ago. You know, he's graduated, he's doing a great job, he's got a career, everything. Well, along these tweets, here comes Caleb Beasy, and he says, hey, UA Coach Murphy, looky here. And he attached a picture of his affirmation bag from seven years ago. He still had it. So it means a lot to everybody in the program. Uh, one year, we, uh, uh, one of the kids hosted our Halloween costume party, and we went to their uh, apartment. Everybody has to dress up and I had to use the restrooms. So I go in and I turn around, wash my hands and her mirror, she had taped every one of her affirmations from the first three years around her mirror. And I felt like, you know, there was about a little tiny circle, you know, just to see my face. 
that was left of this mirror. So every day when she brushed her teeth or combed her hair or whatever, she could read all of these affirmations from the three previous years. For somebody to keep them year after year after year, um, it meant a lot to them. So just, just anytime there's an, there's a opportunity, um, books and we've had sports psychologists comes in and I think the ratio is, so you have to have 13 positives to negate the one negative. I mean, think about that as a softball hitter, you know, you're, you're hitting 300 and you're, you're an all American, but you failed seven times the more that we can, we can create a positive atmosphere the better off and then it also goes back to person first because none of the affirmations say I love the way you swing that's not it okay that's a compliment it's all about um, what their personal characteristic is and what do they bring to the team in terms of leadership or coachability or being a great teammate this is so good I'm just sitting here like yes we're doing this activity <laughs> Like even when you gave the example with me, I was like, my bun, ha ha, yeah, right. My bun's funny. Hair's never cute. And then when you said that, I was like, I'm not playing, but I feel it. I'm ready. Put me in. <laughs> oh, so good. Well, I want to keep rolling with this and I kind of want to flip it to your perspective or the coaching staff's perspective. What do you guys feel you bring as people to the program as a whole? Well, I've been really lucky, first of all, um, one of the keys to a, consist a consistent winning program is to have a consistent staff. So I have the best associate head coach in the country in Allison Habit. She's the best outfielder, outfielder, uh, outfield coach. Uh, never played outfield before she got here. And I said, you're going to coach the outfielder. She's like, okay. And she, she ran with it. And um, we've had so many All-American outfielders. It's unbelievable. But anyway, She's been with me, this will be, I think year 23. And then Steph, I consider, you know, not only one of the best pitchers we've ever had, but just an unbelievable pitching coach, uh, Stephanie Van Brakel, pro throw. And this is year 10, I think, coming up. So she pitched to us for us for four. She was a student assistant for one. So she's going on almost 15 years. My director of ops, um, she's going on year 10 as well, possibly 11, I, you know, uh, but just a consistent staff. But then the other thing about that is, you know, the, the way that I've kind of looked at it is I'm dad, Allie's mom, Steph is older sister, you know, and we go like that. The trainer is a little bit younger sister and um, everybody brings something different to the table. I mean, and I, I, you, you need that. You don't want a clone and you don't want people that just say, yes, yes, yes. You know, you want to be challenged daily. And um, so everybody brings something different to the table. Allie, you know, I call her Mother Teresa. She's positive. She's the motivator. Um, she gets great pregame speeches, you know, just awesome. Steph is passionate. She's very, very competitive, hates to lose. And she, she'll let you know, you know, and as a pitching coach, if you can have a bulldog on the mound, that's half the battle. Because if you're not, you're going to get eaten alive in Division One softball in the SEC. It's not going to happen. And one of the coolest stats for us was 
16 years, we've had a, we've had, out of the 15, out of the last 15 out of 16 years, we've had an All-American pitcher. So I don't think anybody in the country can say that but us. So we're hashtag pitcher you. Um, and it starts with the pitching coach. And also, you guys know, it's called fast pitch for a reason. If you have a circle drawn around your position, you're pretty damn important. It's not called fast run. It's not called fast hit. It's called fast pitch for a reason. And we've tried to, um, you know, set our whole team around that circle. So good. Yes, pitchers, we love you. Thank you. <laughs> Special shout out to you on that island of excellence. <laughs> so I want to be appreciative of, and respectful of your time. Uh, I want to wrap it up with one final question. If you could give a piece of advice for coaches trying to build this family-like culture like yours, what would you tell them? I think, you know, at the beginning of my career, you know, I screwed up plenty of times and it was, I coached high school baseball in the state of Iowa and I got really, 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 really lucky with my first job. And uh, this might be a little longer answer, so I apologize, but um, this spring, one of the very first kids that I coached called me on a Friday afternoon and he said, hey coach, I got some bad news. And I was like, uh oh, and, and um, he said, I haven't been feeling well. And I was like, oh, and he was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And this was a Friday and Monday night he passed away. The next Monday, 47 years old and just, I'm the uh, godfather to his oldest daughter who's 16 and he's got a nine year old. And um, it was probably three weeks after that, one of the teammates on his, on the high school baseball team that we, it was a small town in Northeast Iowa, probably 2,500 people and everybody knew everybody. And the kid texted me and he said, Hey coach, are you up for a zoom call? Let's have one more toast to Roger. And it's been 32 years since I coached that team. So there was 12, 12 of the guys on the team. I mean, basically that was the whole team except for the young man that had just passed away. So that's how I started my career with this, this group of these, this guy, these guys that were just unbelievable. But some of them I hadn't seen for years. But when we got on the call, it was like we had just got done with practice. I mean, it was so awesome. So I'm going to tell my team that that's what you want out of a team. You know, it just felt like family. And 32 years we could pick up. And guys are giving other kids shit and, you know, we're just having this great time. And it's like, we just left the ball field. That's what, that's what you want out of a team, you know? And that's what I want on my, my team because I want the young ladies, you know, 30 years from now when we get on a zoom call, that's how it should feel. If you've really done your job as a coach, it should feel like a family. And that's how it felt that night. <clears throat> it was a family of, you know, 13 guys. We were celebrating a teammate. And, um, you know, I'm going to, that's one probably the very first thing that I'm going to tell my team this fall when we get back together is just, a, just that example of togetherness, family, um, you know, servant leadership. It was, it was awesome. So it's hard to create. So it's not an easy answer. And it's, it, you can't just, you know, talk about culture for a day. 
it's just something that you have to continually invest in, improve upon, um, and work on every single day as a coach. Such good advice, right? And more proved to me that we're going to have an amazing time kicking off our boot camp with them. You'll be able to learn more details about how they build that family-like culture at Alabama, truly focusing on person over player. I know I'll be taking a ton of notes, and then you'll be able to apply it to your own blueprint. Plus, if you join our VIP experience, among other upgrades, you'll get to attend the Zoom call live and ask him your questions personally. If you're not already signed up, just head to culturebootcamp.com. That's all I got it for today. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us and have a good one.